At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. This great hymn of the church has offered comfort and imagination to Christian people for over 300 years. As an adult, I have found myself confounded by the upbeat manner in which it is sung in my childhood church. How exactly does one sing in such a sunny way about such a gruesome death? This has been a year, and that is one sentence. This has been a year in which our mortality is unmistakable. For 12 months, we've socially distanced, worn masks, avoided non-essential travel, washed our hands for 20 seconds at a time, worked from home when possible, and intimately acquainted ourselves with the glory that is Zoom. The past 12 months have been filled with the tumult of a global health crisis, an exposition of usually hidden fault lines in economic inequality, social unrest, a rise in domestic violence, a terrorist attack on the U.S. Capitol, isolation, and general uncertainty not to mention canceled graduations, postponed weddings, and the ambiguity of burying loved ones on the promise of an unresolved future date. Despite all of this, we were in some way spared the diet of mass shootings. One research group observes that there was not a single public shooting involving four or more people from March 2020 through March 2021. A year with no mass shootings, a relief. A millstone about our collective necks severed. And then Atlanta and Boulder how our hearts ache for the victims and survivors alike. Spas and grocery stores now carry the burden of worry usually reserved for schools and concerts. Palm Sunday, in a way, tracks the capacity of stories both human and divine to take unexpected turns. From Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord to crucify him in a matter of days and for our purposes in a matter of moments. This is the day that not only ours, but God's mortality the fragility of the life of God is unmistakable. 
when Isaac Watts penned, At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light, he brings that instrument of death into our lexicon of suffering, pushing us to connect God's pain on the cross to ours. In her book, Creation in the Cross, theologian Elizabeth Johnson calls this angle a theology of accompaniment, saying, quote, the cross is a particular event of divine solidarity with the suffering and death of all creatures, end quote. When a congregation rocks from side to side, claps their hands and stomps their feet and rises to sing, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, they are saying, God's suffering is my suffering. God's pain is my pain. There is nothing I have grieved nor will grieve that God does not grieve with me. Dr. Johnson goes on to say that the cross, quote, places the self-giving love of God in intimate contact with every human death, every tortured unjust death, every death of creatures and species in the world. Before I close, I'd like you to notice, if you will, Mark's telling of the crucifixion. All four Gospels have very different angles on the crucifixion. Let's home in on Mark's telling from this morning. Mark's telling is personal and perplexing while refusing to pontificate. St. Mark refuses to say, the cross means this, and the cross means that. Mark here is the cousin at the barbecue holding the video camera, recording everything. This is candid footage. No sweeping theological statements or commentaries, just footage. In Mark's telling, a passerby named Simon, a North African, is compelled by officers to carry Jesus' cross a portion of the way. The crowd is given a choice between Jesus and Barabbas. And Peter, I say Barabbas because I grew up in Texas, and we say Barabbas in Texas. <laughs> the crowd is given a choice between Jesus and Barabbas, and they choose Barabbas. Along this theme of footage gathering narrator, a footage gathering, the narrator inserts an otherwise bland detail. And I'm sure you noticed it. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. Every day, has a 9 a.m. the last time I checked. It is an ordinary, almost unnoticeable feature of workaday life. 
The 10 people killed in Boulder last week had a 9 a.m. on Monday, March 22nd. The eight people killed in Atlanta on March 16th had a 9 a.m. Jesus is crucified at 9 a.m. The most extraordinary acts of violence and dehumanization can take place at the most ordinary time of the day. 9 a.m. It is this most ordinary and most pedestrian of details that ushers in the holiest of weeks. This seemingly insignificant of details signals to us that Holy Week is not something that happened 2,000 years ago, a long time ago, that we commemorate over the next seven days. Instead, Holy Week happened and is constantly happening within us, around us, if we but pay close attention. 